This week on Show Me Your News, Super Spicy Curry, Gliding, and WarioWare. We cover them all in this week's rundown. Items are never really all that exciting, but something's gotta be said for fire, right? The Super Spicy Curry is all about fire, but how does that place it among the other items in the game? Will it be an item that's actually worth playing? Even though we have yet to learn about crawling, we discovered more about a technique for those winged characters this week. Could gliding possibly be broken in any way? How much of a step forward is it from a gameplay perspective? It almost took another month, but hey, we finally got a stage to end the week. How does WarioWare's craziness fit in the game? What possibilities lie with this stage, and how playable will it be? This week on Show Yourself, BHLMRO takes the mic with his introduction. What makes him different than most of the Smashers on the Smashboards? Who does he main, and what crew is he a part of? You'll have to listen to find out. This week's Brawl Viewpoint comes to us from Moon Monkey and focuses on the gameplay aspect of the Final Smash. What types of Final Smashes should there be and which characters does it give Final Smash suggestions for? Definitely check out this insightful viewpoint from Moon Monkey. Masahiro Sakurai, I implore you to... Show me a news! This is Show Me Your News, a Super Smash Bros. Brawl discussion podcast. All support comes from Smash World Forums at smashboards.com and from the Smash Brothers blog at www.smashbrawl.com. Now, here's your host, Yoko, with... Show Me Your News! What's going on, Smash fans? Welcome to Show Me Your News, your weekly weekend podcasting source recapping the biggest news in anticipation of Super Smash Bros. Brawl. My name is Yoko, and I'm here this week to go over the news from the past week for you all in audio format. Today is September 2nd, and this is week 9 of the podcast, and I am coming to you this week from the University of Michigan, and I will be doing so for the rest of the life of the podcast. Check out the U of M bi-weekly thread in the Midwest Tournament Forum. If you're in the area, I'll be making appearances there from time to time throughout the year if you want to meet the man behind Show Me Your News, and beat him in Melee while you're at it. Starting this week, I am proud to announce that Show Me Your News will be ready to be featured on the Smash Brothers blog at smashboards.com smyn and that a feed is just about in place to let you download the podcast through iTunes and onto your iPod, thanks to our wonderful moderator support over at Smash World Forums. So let's get things started and dive right on into... The Rundown. Remember the episode called The Letdown a few weeks ago? Well, in all honesty, this week tops it in terms of a, wow, this week wasn't all that enthralling sense. I think most people can concur with that. But it is my duty with the podcast that no matter how dull the updates may seem, I must ramble on intelligently for you all. So here we go, let's cover the updates that aren't going to make the Show Me Your News cut. Let us begin with Tuesday, another example of a salivating double update day. Yet, this one kind of just left you wanting more. For the brand new Smashers out there, the How to Play update regarding four special move types was insightful as to why these special move updates kept referring to up specials and neutral specials and the like. But if you have ever played even one round of Smash Brothers in your life, you know about the special moves and their variations. 
It's a basic staple to the game and will never go away. But I suppose it had to be covered at some point. At least Sakurai was nice enough to give us Meta Knight to be our model. Even though we gotta look at all his specials, without some description as to what they do, we can only speculate as to what truly occurs in-game. But then again, why hasn't Meta Knight received a profile update? Subspace Emissary involvement, perhaps? And then we have Andros as an assist trophy. Andros? As an assist trophy? Why would he want to assist anyone but himself? Well, most of us could conjecture that he would make an appearance in this form in some fashion sooner or later, but last week on the podcast I thought he would make an interesting boss for the Star Fox franchise in the Subspace Emissary mode. Unless Sakurai is doubling up the cameos on certain characters, I would say that that particular conjecture is now quite defunct. But still, gotta love that polygonal face with the demonic red eyes who has nothing better to do than spit rectangles at you. Yeah man, you're totally gonna dominate the Lilat system with that. A decent update to be sure, but when he's only gonna be a chance out of the many assist trophies, is it really worth it? I suppose it was best it came in a double update package, I guess. Elaborating more on special moves, Wednesday gave us the Pokemon Trainer's special moveset. Well, almost all of them. Sakurai, did you not learn from Link? At least he recognized the fact that there are nine special moves for the character, but then only proceeded to give us two for each of the Pokemon. However, if you're a Pokemon fan, it shouldn't be too hard to guess the remaining move. For Squirtle, we have Waterfall as an up B, I think Rapid Spin would have been a better choice, and Withdraw for a side B. The neutral B has to be Water Gun, it's too cliche not to have it be in there. Focusing on Ivysaur, the neutral B is Bullet Seed, an interesting choice that should ideally be aimable, while the up B is perfectly Vine Whip that, yes, is a tether recovery move. His side B has to be Razor Leaf. Again, too cliche, and it would seem to work well in the repertoire making Ivysaur more of a projectile character. Charizard is last, and with Flamethrower as a neutral B and Rock Smash as an interesting choice for side B, up B has got to involve his wings, so Fly is a strong possibility. We'll get into winged details later, but soon we have to consider final smashes for the Pokemon Trainer. Hydro Pump, Solar Beam, and Submission perhaps? Or would that last one just be too cliche from the anime? Now on to Monday's update of Super Spicy Curry. Well, it's certainly one of the more interesting item names in recent memory. Perhaps I just don't like spicy food, but I wouldn't even attempt tasting what looks like mashed potatoes and, um, yeah, molten lava. But then again, if it made me do what the item makes characters in the Smash world do, then it just might be worth it. Your character becomes surrounded in a fiery aura and shoots fireballs out of his mouth. Talk about awesome. These fireballs look a whole lot like the ones from the Super Dragon update last week, so we've seen these before. But the real potential lies in the fiery aura aspect. Your combos can now turn into fire combos, as making contact with your foe sets them ablaze in flames. Now this is just amazing. Would there be nothing more satisfying with items in play than spiking your opponent while they're on fire? Yeah, I thought not. Forget the fireballs, the fire combo potential alone makes this one of the best normal item updates we've gotten so far. In the end though, it's an item. And how much can I elaborate on an item? Yeah, about that much. On Thursday, we got a look at a technique that's been around for a while now via the second trailer, but it was never really pointed out specifically on the forums. We are talking about gliding people, and those characters with wings are lucky to be able to. Sakurai points out that so far we are talking about Pit, Meta Knight, and Charizard as characters revealed so far that will be able to glide. It seems that at the peak of your jump, you can either hold down the jump button, 
or rapidly tilt the control stick from backward to forward to initiate the glide. So while that may sound tricky, I'm sure that Sakurai has developed it into a technique that is relatively easy to access for these characters. Of course, the new gameplay elements we've seen so far have allowed for tilting and aiming, like the cracker launcher and specific attacks from characters, so gliding is no different. This is where the fearful nature of this technique lies. The two amazing looking pit screenshots show us the angle at which the character can dive bomb or soar away from the competition. These characters with wings will have full access of the skies, and that's actually a very frightening thought for those characters who are left on the ground. Very, very frightening. So what do I mean? Well, you know what I mean. We're talking about recovery. Ideally limitless horizontal recovery. It wasn't enough that Pit and Meta Knight have multiple jumps to begin with, now they can come back from anywhere on the stage unless they have just been utterly smashed outside the boundaries of the level. Certainly a drawback that can be projected is that they are left as sitting ducks for potential spikers, but with the proper movements, that could be avoided. Obviously from a prediction standpoint only, I could see smashers even gliding down only to climb back up and grab on the ledge to avoid edge guarders. At the same time though, they could also change the course of their flight to not fall prey to the edge hoggers. As you can see, there are several ploys that could prove to be especially deadly for gliders, and that's why we can't even really consider it to be broken. Yes, yes, we haven't played the game, but it is always intriguing to speculate, is it not? Still, gliding is a perfect example of a vast improvement from Melee that is just showing how much of an improved game this will be. There were zero winged characters in Melee, and the three that have been announced so far are already making full use of their wings, with the tilting features that are already in place for Brawl. It's rather astounding when you consider that this is just one of the breakthroughs Brawl will make in the way Smash Bros is played. A pattern that Sakurai seems to have is that at the end of the update he shows us the disadvantage of the update, if there is one. For this update, Sakurai reveals that you cannot change the left to right direction of your flight once you have decided it. And then there's Meta Knight flying off the stage. Which honestly, I laughed at because that's just ridiculous. Seriously? I guess that's just recovery being expressed in a negative figure. This shouldn't be a problem after all. If gliding is going to be used mostly for recovery anyway, there's only one left to right direction that you need to go in. Unfortunately, that means there won't be a glide dance of some sort to complement dash dancing. But I think we'll live without glide dancing. The last comment to make about the update is the statement that the glide is cancelled when you stall out in midair or attacked. Now the attack part makes sense, but the stalled out comment hints at the fact that you won't be able to glide forever and stall for time. I suppose that this is nice from a tournament play standpoint, but hopefully the glide doesn't stall out too quickly. More importantly, hopefully an upbeat recovery can still be used and the characters just don't go plummeting to their demise. But what, would that just be too much? You mean make them appear more high tier than they already seem to be? Well, too late. It seems from now that if you have wings, you are made of win. To which I have one thing to say. Come on, Ridley. What can I say? I love WarioWare's smooth moves. Is it worth $50 as a Wii game? No way, but I still love it nonetheless. All the mad-paced micro-game action, ingenious Wii Remote implementation, it's fantastic. But does it make a proper Super Smash Bros. brawl stage and a rightful home for Wario? Well, we got our first glimpse on Friday, and let's just say it's looking as crazy as smooth moves is. Obviously, the gut knee-jerk reaction is how abysmal the graphics look. If you're making those kind of comments though, then it's very apparent that you haven't played the WarioWare games at all, so go check them out. Yes, the graphics could be better, but that's just the point. The childish, cartoon-like scribble is indeed intentional, and while it's a very stark contrast to the wonderful character designs and the other stage layouts, it's a perfect representation of the franchise, 
which is exactly what the Smash Bros. is and should be all about. For those of you who are blissfully unaware of the franchise though, let me break it down for you. Sakurai has clearly stated that the main layout of the stage will be how the last screenshot appears. Yes, that pig in the background is bizarre, and yes, those lines do appear as if they were drawn by a 5 year old. However, check out that platform layout. I don't think we've seen that in any Smash game so far, so that certainly is original. All in all, there appear to be no hazards, no real problems, and overall a very playable stage by all rights. But that's not the point of WarioWare. As Sakurai elaborates, the game is broken down into 5 second long microgames that have you accomplish what appear to be simple tasks, but can be rather difficult. Now imagine this concept thrown into the middle of a battle, and these tasks become all the more arduous. Not only that, it's going to make for some of the most insane gameplay that the Smash World has ever seen. The first screenshot depicts an umbrella in rainy weather, and Sakurai really did a wonderful job with the captions for the screenshots because of the short snippet of Stay Dry is all they would really give you in the WarioWare games. The challenge is that within the 5 seconds you have to figure out what you have to do to clear the stage and then actually do so. Usually the challenges involve doing something before time runs out, or be doing something as time runs out. Of course the rain has to damage you now that WarioWare has been infused with the Smash World, so it is a very brief battle of who can get under the umbrella in time. The second screenshot shows arrows falling all over the place with the caption, Dodge. Obviously those arrows are going to hurt you if they hit you, no question. The point of the microgame though is to dodge all of the arrows and not get hit once within the 5 seconds. A factor such as this adds difficulty to the challenges and is once again a perfect translation from the franchise. I mean, come on, you only have 5 seconds, you can accomplish that, can't you? The final microgame we got a glance of was a guy with a sledgehammer in the background with the caption, Jump! I guess that the purpose of this is to be in the air so that you aren't hit by the impending earthquake that would rock the earth. My best guess is that there would be one hit at a random time, so we'd have to try to be in the air as much as possible so that you aren't hit by the strike when the hammer slams in the ground. Again though, you can never be too sure with the craziness that it is WarioWare. The only thing that is left unspecified is the reward that Sakurai talks about for completing the microgames. The only reward you got in WarioWare was clearance to move on to the next microgame, which obviously cannot happen in a brawl match. The possibilities are definitely out there though. How playable will this be? If you've even been around the boards, you know that people are basically dubbing the stage as Flat Zone 2. And this is actually a really fair label, there is no way that this stage will ever be tournament playable, mostly due to the fact that you can be hurt by the hazards in the microgames. But still, this will be a great stage to kick back and have a good time with your friends on, I can guarantee you that. And that is something that Flat Zone definitely did not offer. Rumor Central. This is merely to point out the rumor, in case it comes true, that's been circulating supposedly via Gamefront.de. It claims that Nintendo will be hosting a private event this Wednesday, September 5th, that will cover games to be released later in the year. Obviously one of these games is Our Dear Brawl. Obviously rumors such as these should be taken with a grain of salt, but this news was also released with news that Capcom would have a similar show on August 31st, along with Sega on September 14th. Since then, Go Nintendo has posted a video of some of Capcom's footage with a blog entry dated September 1st. It would make sense if Nintendo made a move such as this, especially since they will not be attending the Tokyo Game Show, we've known that for a while now. And maybe perhaps this Down Week in Updates is a precursor to this potential event. Yes, a trailer for Brawl would be very, very nice if this comes true, but don't hold your breath. Regardless, if nothing happens, it's probably best just to wait for e for all in October. Sony and Microsoft will not be there, supposedly, and that will be Nintendo's show to shine. And they will not miss that opportunity. 
That's it for the rundown. Now it's time to introduce a member of the Smashboards with... Show Yourself. This week on Show Yourself, BHLMRO introduces himself and tells us why he's a different Smasher than most that are out there. Take it away. Since Yoko needs more community involvement with his Show Me Your News podcast, I thought I would send in my Show Yourself. I'm not your average Smasher like the majority of Smashers on Smashboards. I actually play Smash 64. Why? Now, Smash 64 and Malay are totally different in my opinion. It's almost like comparing Mario Bros. 1 and Mario Bros. 2. Same game name, characters, and all that, but just different playstyle. One of the reasons I like Smash 64 is because I can play online, so I always can find a match unlike Malay. I live in southwest Missouri, so tournaments are never really had here. They're always held up nor in the north, where St. Louis is, and that's a four-hour drive. With me being 13, that's kind of hard to get there for a lot of tournaments. So, I just gave up on my life. My main fox with my secondary is either Link or Falcon. I'm also in two different crews. One is Prophetic Tactics, which is a Smash 64 crew, and the other being Team Bombshell, which will be made when Brawl is out if it is online. Well, that does it for me. Any questions you want to ask me, just PM me and I'll spy answers. Back to you, Yoko. Alright, BHL MRO. I've never been a Smash 64 player myself, unless you count playing it from time to time on a ROM. And I definitely agree, one of the more exciting points of Brawl hopefully being online is the formation of online crews. With that complete, it's now time to take a look at this week's... Brawl Viewpoint. This week's Brawl Viewpoint comes to us from Moon Monkey. Mario Finale, Triforce Slash, Volt Tackle, we're talking Final Smashes, people. Hello listeners, my name is Moon Monkey from the Smash Forums. I have been looking at all the final smashes so far on the official Brawl website, but one thing that I have noticed that has been bothering me for a while now is that all the final smashes I have seen so far are attacks. Do all final smashes have to be an attack final smash? I think not. Final smashes should be of all kinds. I classify each of the final smashes that we've seen so far as either a transformation final smash, like Bowser's, offensive final smash, like Mario's, or an interaction Final Smash, like Donkey Kong's. Though I wish it can be performed with the actual bongos, though. Yeah, I know it is a little too early to be assuming that there are only those kinds of Final Smashes, but should there be more types such as a defensive Final Smash, as well as having an offensive and transformation? Let us take Kirby's Final Smash, for instance. I'm sure we have all seen Kirby boiling Mario in a pot as part of the E306 video. If you have played any Kirby games, such as Kirby in the Amazing Mirror, you would be familiar with the cooking ability Kirby was doing in the video, where Kirby dresses himself to, in a chef's outfit, pulls out a cooking pot from out of nowhere, and beckons all the enemies on screen by beating a spoon against a frying pan, and the enemies take a dive into the pot. After Kirby has finished cooking his enemies, he eats them, replenishing his health. My hope for Brawl is that when Kirby begins his final smash, he will do the same thing, beating the spoon and pan and beckoning all of his enemies on the screen, if not all the enemies, then the closest one to Kirby. Then Kirby will cook his enemies, and he will replenish all of his damage to 0%. What happens to the devoured foes, you ask? A possibility is that Kirby can spit them out as stars, and they would have the damage that Kirby had to begin with before the attack. Another example would be Princess Peach's final smash. It would start off as Princess Peach summoning her servant's toads to aid her. As some toads treat her wounds, she would replenish her damage, and the other toads would cling onto her as a human shield or armor as she regains her HP back to 0. As she is attacked by her enemies, Toads will fly off of her in all different directions, screaming, until she reaches 0%. 
Once Peach has reached 0%, the Toads would hop off Peach and bum-rush the opponents off the stage, leaving Peach slightly invincible. The Toads will run off the stage similar to the Unknowns from Melee or Beedrill from Smash 64. Another character that can have a final smash other than an offensive or transformation would be Jigglypuff, assuming she's returning. Jigglypuff can do lullaby, but this is no ordinary lullaby. When Jigglypuff sings in this final smash, it has a greater range than normal, and then anyone caught in it will stay in a deep sleep until attacked. When Jigglypuff opens her eyes from singing and finds everyone sleeping, Jigglypuff will break out the famed marker from the anime and scribble on their faces. Now that the final smash is over and everyone is sleeping with scribbles on their face, Jigglypuff users can give a wake-up call to everyone by doing a rapid double slap to everyone, kinda like Knuckle Joe's Vulcan Jab and the like. These are just some examples of how Final Smashes can be defensive moves. I mean, yeah, sure, some of the Final Smashes make sense as offensive Final Smashes, such as Pikachu's Volt Tackle or Link's Triforce Slash, and some Final Smashes make sense to become transformational too, such as Bowser's Giga Bowser Transformation, or Samus's Zero Suit Samus Transformation, and some Final Smashes even make sense to become Interaction Final Smashes, like Donkey Kong's. But not all should be offensive and transformation. It would make Super Smash Bros. Brawl a little bit similar to other fighting games such as the Dragon Ball series or the Mortal Kombat series with just pure offensive specials. Super Smash Bros. Brawl should have its own flair as a fighting game, which it does already. It should have even more features in addition to the existing ones already to prove to the world that the Super Smash Bros. series is totally different from your average Street Fighter game. Thank you for listening to my opinions on how Final Smash possibilities should be widened. Well, this is my viewpoint. Hope you guys enjoyed it, and thanks, Yoko, for the chance to post my opinions on the Show Me Your News Brawl Viewpoint section. Super job, Moon Monkey. You're right, Kirby's chef attack is certainly going to be different than Final Smashes we've seen before. Peach is a character that would be a good choice to have a healing Final Smash, and Jigglypuff just has to sing for hers. That'll do it for this week's... Brawl Viewpoint. Would you like to hear your brawl opinions and views played here on Show Me Your News? Send a WAVE, MP3, or a WMA file with you discussing a topic of your choosing to dojopodcast at gmail.com. That's D-O-J-O-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. And you may hear your voice and rant featured and heard as the next Brawl Viewpoint. You may also get your views heard by sending your discussion in text format to dojopodcast at gmail.com to have Yoko read your opinions on the air. Suggested length for discussion is roughly 1.5 to 2 pages in length, single-spaced. Submissions will be taken through the Friday before the episode's premiere. And that's all for this week's episode of Show Me Your News. I'd like to personally thank Moon Monkey for sending in his Brawl Viewpoint and BHLMRO for introducing himself on Show Yourself. I'm always in need of your viewpoints, so please don't be afraid to send them on in. My name is Yoko, and you can either post on the Show Me Your News topic and general brawl discussion, private message me, or email me at dojopodcast at gmail.com for feedback and suggestions for next time. Next week, like every week, I'll go over the week that was on smashbros.com. This week's hard to predict for, but the good news is that we're at the three-month mark for Brawl's release. I'm going to say that we get a couple character updates this week, one new and one returning, to try to compensate for this week's updates. With that, I'm Yoko, and I'm out. This has been Show Me Your News, your weekly weekend podcasting source recapping the biggest news in anticipation of Super Smash Bros. Brawl. All support comes from the Smash World forums at smashboards.com and the Smash Brothers blog at www.smashbrawl.com.
This week's shout out goes to Kirby King. He's been working so hard to get the Smash Brothers blog integrated with the boards, and it's looking great. You have got to check it out. Show me a new. Alright, so last week I said I would have a music sample for you this week. Well, I've been working on it, but it's not done, mostly due to the fact that I've been moving into college and all that. But fear not, I'll play a variation of it anyway for this week. I've been working on my own Ocarina of Time remix, and since most of you know that I play guitar, I was going to have it be an acoustic remix. Hopefully I can have it ready by next week. For this week though, I'll piece it together from parts of the original soundtrack so you can hear how it'll work out. So here it is for your listening pleasure. Enjoy. <laughs> 